Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How is it going? I'm doing good. How are you going with you? Doing good. Doing good. Had a very interesting week with a particular game that I'll talk about obviously in a minute because this is the gaming podcast. Uh, but been uh, been good apart from that. Been busy, but been good. So, um, what have uh, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Mostly, I've been playing uh, Medieval Dynasty. Um, it's currently at uh, Alpha 0.6. Uh, a lot of updates to it. Uh, the two big issues that I have so far, and they're not really game, you know, they're not really deal breakers because, like I said, this is a very early Alpha game. Um, it tends to glitch a little bit when you recruit uh, people into your village, mm-hmm. and they don't really have any kind of agency. So like so when you get them and you get to the point where you can recruit them you have to assign them to a house they don't just say hey this is empty i'm taking it uh you have to assign them to a job they're just they don't they don't have enough like oh this is what i'm good at i'm gonna do this um they don't feed themselves really in the sense that you have to stock food or you have to get somebody as a job to gather food otherwise they get cranky and they btfo uh same with you know resource usage you got to have somebody assigned to gather resources otherwise they complain about that um it, i still like it it's still a very good game there's just so much that needs to be done to it i wouldn't recommend it right now i would la- wait until at least alpha two or three um just because there's so much programming on the back end that they have to do mm-hmm. but this is a fairly small team so it's not a big deal on that okay. um was on mel's stream over the weekend um we played a bit of various games, and then she had us uh, go into a game called Goose Goose Duck. Um, basically, just think like a cartoony version of Among Us, but with geese as the main protagonist instead of the uh, the crew members. Okay. And all the animations are like super corny. Hmm. And we just we tried to break Mel with as many bad uh, goose puns as we could uh, <laughs> get in there. Hmm. Um, other than that, I really haven't had a chance to play a whole lot. I'm prepping. I'm going to be moving over the next couple of weeks, so I've been mostly prepping, you know, getting things in boxes, getting things organized to, you know, take over in various stages before the movers show up and get the big things because I'm old, fat, and out of shape, and I can't carry couches like I used to when I was 20. All right. Um, right. Yeah. But, yeah, that pretty much sums up the week, so. Okay, okay. Yeah, that game sounds a bit like Untitled Goose Game crossed over with Among Us. Yeah, uh, I mean, just imagine, way. like, a love child between those two. Hmm, Interesting. And it's free on Steam, so... Cool. There you go. Uh, so is Among Us as well, isn't it? Is that free? Yeah, that's free. I, I think it's like a fiver, but it's free on Game Pass. Right, right. So... Um, but still, five bucks. Totally worth it for the devs. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, which game do I want to talk about first? Because there's two games that I've played this week. One of which I've streamed a, a whole bunch of. Um, I sort of didn't think... Now, this is going to sound a bit strange to those of you that don't make content. But there's a certain level of... Um, how can I explain this in a way it doesn't sound completely stupid? There's a certain level... When, when you're like talking all the time and making content... And you're trying to think about the things that you're talking about... And all, all that kind of like mental process... There's a certain amount of mental energy you need to put into that. That's why you hear about when people, either the people that are making these things or the people that are like playing games or whatever, there is a certain level of mental energy. Not really physical energy because you're not picking things up or, or whatever. 
Um, I didn't quite think I had the mental energy to stream as much as I have done in the last week or so. Not like every day for the last week, but I've pretty consistently done like little two-hour slots here and there. Um, it's funny because I, I I've been I've I'm in this uh, new Discord thing um, for like Twitch streamers and that kind of stuff, and they're a really really nice group of people and everything else like that. And a lot of them talk about how they stream for like four hours, six hours, eight hours, ten hours. Obviously, you know, with breaks, they don't just sit there and stare at the screen for four hours. They'd obviously have to eat and other things at certain points. I'm a more of a streamer that tends to okay if I'm gonna plan to stream. A bunch on one day it will be sort of like two hours go and do something like end, end the stream go and do something come back another two maybe two and a half hours go do something end the stream come back and then it will be sort of a combined four or six hours in total I don't know if that's how these streamers work specifically um but uh yeah just just the amount that I have done in the last week I was quite surprised I was sort of able to but I was really really into what I was streaming uh, that is Cyberpunk 2077. I have gone back to it. I have been playing a bunch of it. And I've had a really, really good time with it. And um, in between the last time I returned to the game, which I think was about, what, two months ago, maybe? I remember when I, went back, I, remember when I went back to check the game. And I was like, oh, this just still isn't just really running that well. And I'd always said about Cyberpunk, ever since even December 10th or whenever... I have I'll maintain the opinion that from December 10th right through till now to the whole game's existence I always thought that Cyberpunk was a good game trapped in a glitchy you know poorly running sort of game if that makes sense the features thing aside that's a, like a different issue uh like you know the cutscenes and all that the the weird the very weird train system and all that kind of stuff um all of that aside, like, I have always maintained that opinion that it's a good game. A game that's got some really cool ideas, a really cool world and everything else like that. And some characters I got attached to as well. That is just trapped in a sort of buggy game. But, I don't know. I just kind of, I was missing the game. And obviously, you know, they're still working on fixing things and everything. So I just thought, hey, I'll just add it back to my boomerang list. I'll play it um, and just see how it goes. And... I noticed something that I, I did point out on my on one of my streams. I've noticed something with this game. It tr it tries to autosave quite a lot. And it lets you know when it is. Because it says saving at the top. I think this game's got a weird issue. To where. it Every time it tries to autosave. It does. Um, like stop a little bit. Or sort of stutter a little bit. Because it's in that process of like saving. I think the game would kind of help itself. Now, I don't know if this is like a PS4 specific issue or if like other people experience this on other platforms. But I think the game would help itself quite a lot, quite a lot if it stopped auto-saving every uh, 20 minutes or so. Because um, I was even pointing... There was even a moment where I was talking about the fact that I was noticing it. And then it didn't auto-save and I was like, oh, see there it happened again. Because um, it comes up like saving, it sort of stutters a bit, saves for takes like three seconds or whatever to save, and then it goes back to normal. It's fine after that. I'm not saying that's the reason this game is like you know doesn't play all that well, but I think it could be. I think it could be helpful <laughs> at least. Like that's that's just one. Like I'm not really in on all the technical side of like how games are supposed to work and what would make it run better and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that's one thing at least I pointed out. 
so um i don't know if there's a way to like switch off auto saving or something like that but i i noticed that that was a, a bit of an issue anyway um i found these two guns that i got really quite good with one is this sort of futuristic um sniper you, you can either shoot like single shots or you can shoot like a bit of a charged shot and I found this pistol that, again, does the same, uh, either like single shots that you can do that are a bit more accurate, or like a bunch of charged shots, or almost as if you can kind of turn it into like a burst gun for, for for a minute or whatever, until you obviously have to have to reload. I got on with those guns really, really well, and I started like actually getting through some enemies, because I found before when I was using assault rifles, submachine guns, and like single fire pistols, those guns just weren't working properly um so and i feel like the game almost wants me to use pistols in a weird way like a lot of the guns i picked up from enemies were either assault rifles or pistols sometimes other guns um but there's i i did uh, i made three uh little clips on um i clipped out three little parts sorry from my streams one was i called it uh me like having fun in cyberpunk 2077 it's basically this bit where i was with this character in this like underground place doing a normal mission and there was all these people taking cover behind stuff and i was sort of waiting for their heads to you know waiting for them to pop out of cover and i was sniping them and i was like this is like really really quite fun um and then there was one guy who was like taking cover and i went around there with like the you remember the mantis blades that you can get from like Mm -hmm. your arms and stuff and i like ran around the corner he started shooting so i tried to like crouch a little bit or or whatever and i started cutting him up and that was that was quite fun i'm not saying this game runs perfectly there's just i don't know maybe it's some sort of weird mental effect that it's had on me but it feels like it's running slightly better than was it what, what it was before and i've played a whole bunch of it with not many issues i will just say as well there there was one issue with the stream the game did crash and uh the stream ended but over the probably six eight maybe ten hours i've played over the last week um r- like roughly it only crashed once and that was when like there was a pretty hectic level happening like it was this really qu- clo- uh, close quarters thing and there was like five people running after me and that kind of stuff um oddly when i switched to a different shotgun it started chugging a bit more so it seems like the game only wants me to use the two weapons that i've got which they're very very good weapons anyway so um but this i don't want anybody to think because i i've i've quite loudly over the last quite like sort of year or so said to people stop accepting bad AAA video games i do not think this is a bad video game so this isn't me saying like oh i've settled for this bad game that hey still kind of doesn't run well and this kind of stuff because uh, there's still just a good game in here that I'm that I'm enjoying. So, um, do you have any thoughts on any of that? Well, I remember seeing the videos hit uh, YouTube because um, you do upload those, those, you know, the VODs after the fact. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I did see that you play that a lot. I do understand what you're talking about with monologuing in terms of going along with the action and trying to provide some audio commentary. I see that a lot with. Uh, non-interactive youtube videos that i watch where a guy or a girl or somebody is doing the game and then they're trying to provide on the fly commentary it's it's a tough mental focus um and that is exhausting it's you know physical exhaustion and mental exhaustion they both can hit you Mm. depending on what's going on um outside of that i'm glad you're getting to a point to where you can enjoy the game um i still haven't played it yet like i said it just didn't run very well 
on my on my one S. I'm just gonna have to wait till I can get an upgrade going, mm. which I don't know when that's gonna happen. But I'm also not in a very big hurry to do that. Um. So, but yeah, I mean that seems pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean I'm excited to get back to it, which is a good sentiment to come away with. And I I feel like I've played enough of the game in the last week to say like okay it runs poorly at certain points but when it runs well and the story is good and i'm upgrading my character and i'm leveling up and i'm um what was that got like a new bike and stuff that was kind of exciting and i got the mantis blades which was cool um so there's been moments where i've like genuinely thoroughly enjoyed it uh i will say i did i did get this new bike and the handling on it was kind of strange um there only seems to be one button for braking in the game and sometimes it just doesn't quite work very well um but no i'm enjoying my time with it and i'm you know allowed to do that so uh you know nobody can tell me that i I can't sort of enjoy it or whatever so um and yeah it's it's pretty much as simple as that i I did say to some people in the cyberpunk reddit group i was like hey should i kind of like consider okay i can't really get a ps5 at the moment and and that sort of stuff um should could i maybe do something a bit cheaper to where I upgrade to a PS4 Pro, and most of the people would like that replied to me was like, "No, nah, it's not really, it's not really worth sort of doing that." So I've kind of left the idea off the table. Uh, so yeah, but uh, no, it's been it's been good, it's been fun to to sort of play it and everything. Um, and yeah, yeah, there was three there was th- three um, specific clips that I took out from the streams. The, the streams are all up to date on YouTube now, by the way, so you can go and check out every part that I've streamed uh, for for Cyberpunk. Uh, there was one where I uh, said F you to Johnny, basically, because uh, of something that he said, and I kind of swore at him. Uh, one that was called uh, Trying to Get Laid in Cyberpunk 2077, which was basically, I did this mission with this uh, woman, I think she was called Panam, I think that's what her name was, and you get some dialogue options to where you can like flirt with her a little bit and stuff, so that was pretty fun. And then the other one was the one I mentioned a minute ago, was called uh, Having Fun in Cyberpunk 2077, which is the sniping thing I just I just mentioned. So you can go and check those out. Those are on the YouTube channel, uh, Entertainment Talk Plays. So you can go and check that out as well. Uh, but yes, really, really enjoyed that. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. So I uh, don't know if that'll be tomorrow or Thursday or when that will be, but it will be soon. And I'll uh, basically k- keep your eyes out either on Twitter, which is eTalkUK, or you can follow us on Twitch, eTalkUK. Uh, again, same sort of name and everything. Uh, if you want to know when I'm going to sh- when I'm going to be streaming next and stuff, so keep your eyes out on all that. Uh, the other game that I I recorded a video for directly off the PlayStation, so I didn't stream it, um, and it did download fully eventually, and I did play an online uh, match of it. I tried Black Ops Cold War, which is the newest Call of Duty game. Um, I played against some veteran bots just to. Uh, you know, see what the what the game was like and stuff. Kind of weird having a Call of Duty game where the enemies and yourself have got a health bar. I don't think that's ever happened in a Call of Duty game before. It was a uh, it was a bit strange. Uh, and then once the game fully um, downloaded later, I didn't stream it, but I jumped into a um, what was it? It was a domination game, and it just the game just didn't quite feel right. Maybe that's because I'm so used to Modern Warfare. And Cold War just does feel... It feels a lot more... I mean, Call of Duty has always felt kind of arcadey, as opposed to something like Battlefield. But it felt even more arcadey and sort of strange. Uh, Like, the movement felt a bit differently. But again, maybe that's just because, you know, it is from a different developer and everything. So that that might be why. So I might continue a bit more of that. The strange thing about um, Black Ops Cold War 
is uh, I was told there was a normal normal prestige mode. That doesn't seem to be the case because the ranking system that I looked at was exactly the same as Modern Warfare's ranking system, which is like a seasonal prestige mode thing, which I've never really been been sort of a fan of. Uh, I'm much more of a fan of like the, the traditional prestige mode in Call of Duty, which is where you'll basically reach a certain level. It's usually been 55 or 70 or something like that. You'll enter prestige mode, you'll reset all your guns, but then you'll be prestige 1, and then you do that over and over again until you reach like prestige 10 or whatever. Uh, also, all of the guns, or at least most of the guns, were already unlocked for me to use, which is really strange in and of itself. Um, I don't know if maybe it took my progress from Modern Warfare and like synced it up or something. Because um, it, it, when I looked at my barracks thing, it said I was still prestige 4, like the seasonal prestige 4 which is my same rank I think on Modern Warfare so unless it's like synced that up and taken that and just given me all the guns I, I I don't really I don't really know but I found that very bizarre to start a new Call of Duty game and all the weapons were available uh, the, the attachments weren't though I couldn't like customize my gun to whatever which was again just the whole experience of that was just quite strange so uh, I'll get back to that at some point but I'm just looking forward to getting back to more uh, more cyberpunk so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, let's get into let's get into some housekeeping, and then we've just got a whole bunch of bizarre, weird news to talk about. So we'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I did, I've did i done quite a bit of uh, DC content in the last week or so following the release of uh, The Suicide Squad. Uh, I did a podcast today called Suicide Squad vs. The Suicide Squad. Of course, there's the 2016 version of the film from David Ayer, sort of. Uh, it's not like his true vision for the film or whatever, there was some studio interference with that. And then comparing that to James Gunn's new release of the 2021 version of The Suicide Squad... Uh, and also just did some DC talk and other stuff like that, so you can listen to that if you'd like to. Uh, did a DCEU film rankings, of course, after The Suicide Squad, uh, after I'd seen it, and obviously ranked the current, I think there's 10 or 11 DCEU films, I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Um, I did re-watch Suicide Squad after I did that podcast. Um, the 2016 film is available on Netflix over here, so I thought I'd I'd give it a rewatch because I haven't seen it for literally five years. I then did change my rankings. The podcast has been updated, so if you've already listened to that one, go back and listen to it again. Uh, there's a little segment where I did change one of my rankings uh, involving Suicide Squad, so you can check that out as well. So that's some other DC content for that. Uh, the United cast uh, did a preview podcast for the upcoming 21 to 22 season. Uh, Man United start the season on Saturday. We've got Leeds. Um, I think it's at home. Uh, 12.30 on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting back to starting a fresh new season. Uh, talked about the new signings. Jaden Sancho and Raphael Varane. Uh, Varane's still, got no, still not got a squad number. But Sancho's got 25. Uh, and just talked about you know the fact that we haven't really managed to sell anyone. Which is like strange and annoying. And just a bunch of other stuff related to uh, Manchester United as well. Uh, Ted Lasso still continuing uh, over on Apple TV Plus. It's uh, the the American Coach podcast for Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. Up to season two, episode three, so far. I uh, did a podcast uh, for, uh, of course, Funny Monsters, the Monsters at Work. Uh, is up to season one, episode six. Episode seven will get released tomorrow. That's got ten episodes in total. Um, so there's that. Uh, gaming talk last week. We talked about At- Activision and Blizzard Part Two, and this will, this week we'll be talking about Part Three. Talked about X Defiant, which is the new Ubisoft Overwatch sort of game with military characters, kind of weird thing. And we talked about Abandoned as well, which we'll be talking about again today. Uh, possible skip review for The Suicide Squad. So my actual review of the 2021 James Gunn version of The Suicide Squad. Uh, so you can check that out if you want to. Uh, chat podcast for July 2021, talking about some COVID updates. Thing, things have changed over here again. They're always kind of changing, so I talked about that. And uh, speaking of sort of mental energy and all that kind of stuff, I did talk about uh, podcast mentality as well. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on uh, podcast platforms as well. Uh, let's get into some news. Uh, so I got another Twitter thread here from uh, Jason Schreier, of course he works for, for Bloomberg as well. Um, uh, we haven't got as much to talk about this time as we do as we did the time before, and I know this is part three of the update, and more keeps coming out. Uh, although ever since this article came out last week, I haven't seen anything new posted. So um, I'm kind of hoping we don't have a part four, five, six. You know, I'm hoping that this uh, saga doesn't keep continuing. We want the best to 
situation we want the best outcome for this situation but we don't want to keep uh, talking about it every week i suppose um so this just just a little twitter thread we got here from jason says this story so this was from four days ago uh, so it would have been after we finished recording last week. Uh, this story is full of details that have not been previously reported, including a shocking meeting that took place in 2018. So let me just read this out, turn the brightness up on my screen so I can see it. Uh, one summer day in 2018, employees of the video game um, maker, uh, Blizzard Entertainment, uh, opened their email to find a brask uh, message from the Chief Executive Officer Mike Moorheim, I think that's how you say that name. Uh, it said the company parted ways with Ben uh, Kilgore, the Chief um, Technology Officer, and uh, that person's heir, apparently. Uh, again, I don't know specifically who these people are and what roles they have, I'm just reading what I have in front of me. Uh, the email didn't give a reason, but employees immediately began to gossip. Um, Kilgore uh, presided over the uh, most notorious group of um, sorry Kilgore presided over the over the most notorious group of uh, sexist drinkers at the Irv Arvine California headquarters so one that's one of their offices uh, where sexism and drinking were rampant current and uh, former employees stated that this was the case shortly afterwards uh, they got a supposed explanation during a large staff meeting. Derek Ingalls, I think I say that name, uh, now head of technology department, was asked why his former boss um, had left. Ingalls told a uh, brief story that concluded with a strange piece of advice. Quote, don't sleep with your assistant, but if you're going to sleep with your assistant, don't stop. End quote. Uh, five people who attended the meeting, which um, hasn't been previously reported, because this is a new piece of information, uh, recounted versions of that story in interviews with Bloomberg. Uh, also in the room that day was a represent representative from uh, Human Resources, who stood by, silent, stood by, stood, stood silently by. Sorry, they said uh, Ingalls' comment led to a barrage of speculation surrounding Kilgore's departure. That Bloomberg. Uh, had not been able to verify, I guess, until now. Uh, regardless, a former Blizzard assistant said this sort of locker room banter was sexist and damaging uh, to careers of assistants and other women at the company. I want to go back to that quote in a second. Um, and then Jason just says that he spent a, f a couple of weeks talking to people, obviously, about all of this as well. And then there's one last thing to read from this before I want to go back to that quote because it's quite an incredible thing to say. Uh, Despite these problems, many women uh, said they still loved many aspects of Blizzard, but over the past three to four years, which would line up with about 2018 roughly, uh, Activision has stepped in and made things tougher in countless ways, eroding um, the part of Blizzard culture that were healthy and beloved, so things got worse, I, I guess. Uh, currently and recently departed employees said that rather than eliminate the sexist culture, the added oversight has only exacerbated, exacerbated um, Blizzard's problems. <clears throat> Activision has uh, pushed Blizzard staff to um, hit unrealistic deadlines and do more work with fewer resources, so crunch, I suppose, uh, increasing stress and overtime across all levels. So basically heated, stressful workplace is what you can uh, gather from that. A byproduct of these changes was uh, released last year 
um, was released was the release last year sorry of Blizzard's first bad game Warcraft 3 uh, forged um, it was the result of mismanagement mismanagement and uh, financial pressures from Activision according to people who worked on the game development on the project um, wrote in an internal post-mortem review by Bloomberg that were uh, suffering from exhaustion anxiety depression and more so again just bad workplace stuff uh mirroring some of the stories and complaints that followed in the lawsuit so the lawsuit that we talked about in the first part of all of this uh two weeks ago some blizzard staff uh refer to activision as the eye of sauron which is crazy um with budget cuts consistently looming managers of each department have uh, jockeyed for resources as a result some are reluctant to report internal problems and risk drawing unwanted attention to their teams from uh corporate basically current employees said uh i just want to go back to that quote again um so i'm going to just read this paragraph again shortly afterwards they got a supposed explanation during a large staff meeting um derek ingles now head of technology department was asked why his former boss had left ingles told a brief story that concluded with a strange piece of advice quote don't sleep with your assistant but if you're going to sleep with just to sleep with your assistant don't stop end quote um a fair bit to break down there robert but um it's just i want to what do you think of that particular quote that was what was said in a meeting basically about like if you're going to do like sleep with your assistant don't stop which is a very strange thing to say especially in a meeting what do you yeah make that, there's so much to unpack with that first and fo- foremost Regardless of whether that was actually the case or not, that is not something he ever, ever should have said. Yeah, that's a weird thing I to mean, say. I mean, laws vary from state to state, but many states have laws to where if something like that gets said and gets out, the person that that statement was directed about can sue for defamation and slander. Right. Um, yeah. and, that, and that is out. And depending on how accurate that is, obviously, since we weren't there, we weren't working there at the time. Uh, I don't know that you've ever been to the States and I've never been to California. Right. So we don't have firsthand or secondhand knowledge of it. Um, so we don't know how true that was. It's possible that he was trying to give like a bad example to cover up a worse example. Mm. Um, and I can't even think of a scenario of that is, but um he was trying to i I mean that's so weird Uh, i mean me personally i've never dated anyone i've ever worked with i've never been in a management or leadership position to where i would have authority over somebody i've just seen way too many people just crash and burn dating a coworker and things going horribly wrong i've literally got like 20 or 30 stories that i could drone on about for the next four hours from things like that so i mean i learned very young age, don't date at work. Hmm. There's actually a, a kind of a a slam. You don't dip your pen in the company ink. Um, so make of that what you will. Hmm. Uh, outside of that, I mean, A, he never should have said it. Two, he never should have said it in a semi-public setting like that. Um, three, if he's still there, he ain't going to be there much longer. Um, four, somebody's getting countersued from this getting into the uh, the public sphere. Because even if it's partially inaccurate, 
that still grounds for a defamation and libel lawsuit, which will probably get settled out of court. Because mm. the last thing that Blizzard wants is another lawsuit on this mess. Um, and uh, and I'm not defending anybody's actions. Right. Uh, let, yeah. let me make that perfectly clear. I don't know what happened. I don't know anybody that knew what happened. I don't know anybody that knew anybody that knew anybody that knew a cousin's um, father's friend's former roommate that knew what happened. I'm just saying that's that's not anything that should ever be said in public. And I have worked several jobs where people have got fired, and they are very tight-lipped about it. They say they're gone. Um, they don't say why. They don't say how. Generally, the rumor mill kind of susses it out mm. for the most part, depending on how public the thing was that caused it. Um, outside of that... It's never a good idea to put anything out like that in public. Mm. Yeah. That particular comment almost sounds like a sort of boasting, uh, like, I, I, I don't know, like a, a, an ego thing uh, w- within that comment of like, okay, that so that person wasn't talking about the other, like the other, um, sorry, that person who spoke was talking about somebody else who was sleeping with their assistant i mentioned mm-hmm. obviously the names in there but the person who said that quote was probably uh, and this is this is me making a just pure assumption based on all the part threes that we've done of, of all this my assumption would be that um the person that said that in the meeting was probably sleeping with somebody that was there as well because a lot of that was probably happening given that we know all about the or given that we've read about like the sexual harassment stuff which is just like um which is just like dangerously toxic uh given what we've what we've already read so it almost sounds like he was like new or was in on it or like i don't know it's, it's a very sort of boasty sort of ego driven type of comment uh and i think if i mean if you haven't got an ego you probably wouldn't say something like that uh or at least some level of confidence because uh, you'd have to be pretty uh, just on confidence alone. You'd have to be pretty confident just just to say that in a in a meeting, which would obviously raise suspicion and stuff. Because that's you know when you like, I mean, we all read stupid, weird, crazy stuff on the internet like almost every day. That's one of them comments that like as I was reading it, and you just sort of like you, you frown a little bit, and you think like, huh, why would you why would you say that like, in in front of a bunch of people? Uh, but I thought that was like a big noteworthy thing to to take from this uh but that's that's all we've got for for this time not that we really need like loads and loads more of of everything so uh that is pretty much that on the um blizzard side but again as we said before uh we hope that the best outcome happens from this you know the people that have done the bad things hopefully get fired or you know some some level of something like that and that the people that have been victims victims of this hopefully they get whatever it is that they need or want out of this situation uh and it seems like because again i don't know specifically like who's in charge of what or who is what person over there but i did see about some people uh leaving or getting fired or one of them deleted their twitter account or something like that so at least a few things have kind of happened uh so far with with all of that uh let's move on to something which is again let's stick with weird situations but this is much more fun weird uh unless you had anything else to say about the blizzard stuff no not really cool cool um 
Let's move on to Abandoned, which we have been talking about, and this has been more of a fun thing to kind of follow. Uh, I think I have been enjoying this a little bit more than maybe you have, because we've we've talked over the last few weeks about, like, our interest and anticipation level, and as as to just what this game even is, uh, if it involves Kojima or Metal Gear or Silent Hill or Konami or just, just what is going on with this game. So last week, when it was the 3rd of August, um, they obviously tweeted out that the real-time experience app called Abandoned was going to go live on PlayStation 5. Because um, obviously the, the pre-install download thing was like July 29th, I want to say, something like that. And uh, we talked about that before, but uh, today is August 10th. Uh, it won't be August 10th by the time this gets uploaded, it will be the, the, the next day, but never mind. Uh, so the app went live today. It went live about eight eight o'clock my time, um, and all that basically happened was Blue Box. So, so about ten minutes before the eight o'clock happened, uh, Blue Box, who is the studio behind all this, obviously run by the guy called Hassan, uh, tweeted out this basically four-second teaser of a guy walking in a darkly, not really lit room, sort sort of darkly lit room, uh, walking along this floor. And, like, the footsteps were kind of loud. He had a jacket on. And he's got, like, jeans or trousers or whatever it was. And he walks past this. He walks past the camera. And that's that was basically it. There's really nothing to lean from that, of course. Uh, I mean, people even started tweeting, like, Hey, those footsteps, footsteps sound like they're from Metal Gear. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm not, like, taking the mick out of anybody that says stuff like that. I mean, it's fun to, to think that, isn't it? like to i don't know to have that kind of uh assumption and whatnot um but it, eight o'clock came and went and they said that they were having a technical issue with the app which is very odd and very kind of annoying um and i was i was watching mbg his uh his stream on youtube you can go and find him on there he's been like covering and following this game he's like a playstation centric youtube channel and uh, basically all that happened is you updated the app today. There was a, there was an update released for it. Everyone did the update. They booted up the game. Uh, you select English uh, or whatever language you, you prefer to choose. And it said, like, check back soon. And then that was that was it. Nothing, nothing else was shown. Nobody's face was shown. No characters. And it just said, check back soon. Uh, Blue Box, about uh, five, ten minutes roughly after the app went live and that happened said like hey we got a bit of a glitch with the app and we'll work on it and we'll like you know let you know when it's when it's been updated uh 24 minutes ago so as of now when i'm talking 24 minutes ago they said a quick update we are still working on it we sincerely apologize for the inconvenience um but before that happened after after the time where everyone was sort of annoyed because the app hadn't updated properly and stuff like that, uh, Shuhei Yoshida, who I believe is the head of Indies at PlayStation, tweeted out, hmm, so HMMM, whatever, and then PS5 share, and it was a screenshot of Abandoned on the PlayStation Store, and nothing else. Um, and that was, that was pretty much it. Uh, I then stayed on MBG's stream, and uh, they, he just kind of dived, that uh, drove into more speculation and stuff like that, which was kind of fun to stick around with. Uh, he tweeted just after that. Um, he said, "I'm I'm staying till the end." Uh, a lot of people have this weird idea now that like Hassan, because Hassan's got his own Twitter page, and then Blue Box has got their own Twitter page, 
And some people were like, oh, they're going to delete both the Twitter pages and the game won't ever be updated and, and that will be kind of it. I don't think that will, like, happen. That will be a bit strange. Um, but it seems like they tried to launch this thing and it, it, it either didn't work or it's part of, of the marketing, which some people have also speculated on. What do you think is uh, going on here? Uh, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, it's very clear they want to talk about something. Um, they very much want this hype to be amped up as for what it is. Like I've said several times before, I'm not a horror game fan. I don't play them. Um, I honestly don't even remember what the last horror game I've played. I don't count the state of decay games as a horror because you know, the intensity of the, the atmosphere and the tenseness and the jump scares and all that, um, those don't really apply to that yeah. game. Yeah. Um I honestly think the last horror game I played was the original Resident Evil on my Dreamcast. So that kind of tells you how long <laughs> ago that was. Yeah. Um I mean, I know a lot of people love these games and they're super hyped for it, so I'm not going to, you know, rain on their parade. I hope it's something really really good that they can enjoy because Great games are always great games. There's no reason to not have a great game. Um, outside of that, I also just don't have an opinion. Mm, yeah. I want to make something quite clear as well. I've been saying repeatedly that I don't think this is Silent Hill or Metal Gear just because of Konami. I just want to make it clear as well, and this isn't to like back myself up or whatever... I don't really care about Silent Hill itself. If this is a game that's taking a bit of a different direction, more akin to like PT and stuff, that mm. I will be interested in. If this is anything Metal Gear related, I will be interested. And the thing that people need to remember, because if this turns out to be a new Metal Gear game and people write in, I'm like, hey Matt, you're you were wrong and all this kind of stuff. I want to be wrong about that i want this if if this is a new metal gear game or something this is to say hypothetically if this is a new metal gear game i will be glad that i was wrong this isn't a case where like oh i've been proven wrong damn i'm i'm like in the mud or whatever you know there's, there's different phrases for that if this is a new metal gear game or a remaster or remake or something else of the old ones that is a good thing i will be happy that i am wrong if that's the case and i will say that if that's what happens if this is a, if this is a new silent hill game I'll just be cool with that and see what the game even turns out to be. Uh, there's obviously the third option where this is just something completely different anyway. And if that's the case, I'll see what it's what it's all about. Um, but just remember that if this is Metal Gear or Silent Hill, or, or like specifically Metal Gear, and I was wrong, I will be glad that I was wrong. If this is if this is a Silent Hill game and it's a good Silent Hill game, again, I'll be glad that I was wrong because it will be a good game. In a franchise that people care about, and that's a good thing. Uh, I might not care that much about Silent Hill, but if it's if it's a good game, that it's a Silent Hill game, that is a good thing that I'm glad that I was wrong about. But again, I'll have to be proven wrong on that. Uh, and you know, if it's if if I'm right and this isn't either of those two things, I'm not going to come on the podcast and be like, "You heard me, and I was right." And I, you know, I don't really tend to kind of do that stuff anyway. Um, I won't be like cheering that I was right about it or, or whatever. It's just that's just what I think is going to happen. And if I'm right or wrong, then then we'll see what uh, what happens with that. So there we go. Uh, it's just that given given just to me, given the way that what Konami's been like over the last five or six years, I don't think that they would do 
anything meaningful with those two franchises and that's what I've kind of stated before so um but yeah we don't really have any other updates apart from them tweeting 23 minutes ago and saying that they're working on things because uh, some people said like oh you know they tweeted that this isn't working and they're sorry and they're just going to kind of like disappear well they have just tweeted again so you know just uh you know sometimes these you know things go wrong a little bit with launches of stuff and you can open the app it does still it is still there it still exists it it just says check back soon so you just gotta wait for an update and uh we'll see what happens but it could literally be in the next two seconds or in the next two days or who who knows it could be it's one of the things where it could happen any second so let's just uh let's just look forward to to what this is and you know i've i've really enjoyed following this uh mystery so far it's just been very very strange uh, but it has been a Kojima-esque sort of thing that you'd expect from him. Um, and again, if he is or isn't uh, involved, as long as the game is good, uh, that's kind of the most important thing. Because so, the, the worst case scenario, I mean, like, if this comes out and it's not Silent Hill or Metal Gear, but the game's bad, then everyone will just be disappointed. So that's not what we want either. So there we go. Uh, speaking of... Um, uh, teasers. Let's move on to our next thing. I need to look at the Crash Bandicoot Twitter page for this. Uh, where did the tweet go? There it is. So this is again from four days ago. Uh, from the Crash Bandicoot Twitter page. Now the image that was tweeted with this, I have put as the featured image for this episode, but I did have to crop it a little bit because it was too portrait too much portrait sized it wasn't landscape enough so i had to sort of crop it a bit that's why it might look a little bit strange uh but it says with load time so fast it's like you're being sucked into a wormhole through an alternate dimension and there's a uh, picture of sort of you know how um how can i describe it you know like the intro sequence for doctor who where the tardis is like going through a time pool esque mm-hmm. sort of thing, a little bit of a picture like that. There's a bunch of stuff being sucked through this portal. There's like a UFO, which is kind of strange. Uh, Crash Bandicoot himself is like a satellite thing. There's some Wumpa fruit. There's also um, X, circle, triangle, and square. So that's the PlayStation buttons. Uh, they're shaped like they would normally be as well. So I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, Crash Bandicoot's, I think, 25th anniversary is coming up soon. They also tweeted something today as well. Said, uh, once you reach the peak, you've got to go higher. Climb, kick, wumper, crawl, and claw your way to the top. And then they keep tweeting this hashtag. It's Crash25 before 25. And uh, the video they've tweeted is just the uh, Crash Bandicoot mascot dancing on uh, like the top of a cliff or something, which is, which is kind of fun. Um... Do you think this is a tease for a new game or DLC or I mean because the Crash 25 before 25 surely they'd have something planned for uh, his anniversary. What do you think is going on there? Uh, Possibly DLC possibly another remaster maybe both so you never know. Mm, maybe. maybe. Uh, where I kind of stand on that is I think the important Crash Bandicoot games were remastered so the original trilogy and Crash Team Racing uh, Crash Team Racing was kind of remastered with additions as well, which is which is kind of cool. Uh, but things like Crash Bash, which is an awful game, Crash Twin Sanity, Wrath of Cortex, like Crash of the Titans, I don't ever need to see those games ever again. So in terms of remasters and remakes, 
I don't really want anything from that. There is some people in the Crush community that have enjoyed some of those games and they do want to see them remastered. That's that's fair enough. Um, but of course we did get the new game. It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, which was the sequel to the third game and sort of wiped out the canon of the other games. Although there's the idea of the kind of multiverse within Crash, so those games could could exist in another multiverse, which is uh, kind of cool, whatever. Um... It feels a bit too soon to be a new game, just because Crash Fan, sorry, Crash Bandicoot 4 came out last year, and Crash Bandicoot on the Run, the mobile game, which I don't really play, came out this year. Um, I mean, the strange thing about if it is if this is DLC, Crash Bandicoot 4 is a really, really, really long game, uh, especially if you try to 100% it. There's so many things that you've got to do to get that. That I almost feel like I mean, if you're adding more Crash Bandicoot content, then cool, great, I'll I'll go and play it. But um, I don't know, maybe it's just some DLC for for something. Um, I just think it's a little bit too soon for a new game. And as I as I maybe in, incorrectly predicted about two years ago, I said I thought that Activision was going to do a rotation to where a Crash game comes out, which it did last year, and then maybe a Sparrow game, which would possibly be this year. And then maybe some sort of crossover or something like that. And then you'll get rotations of Crash and Spyro games. Say every couple of years maybe. Uh, depending on how hard they are to make. And how big the games are going to be and that sort of thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what this might be. I just think it's a bit too soon for a new game. Uh, but DLC I think is is a possibility. Um, for, for Crash Bandicoot for like a new level or, or something like that. So we shall see. But uh you know, whatever it is, if it's if it's something that's good, and I'm a Crash Bandicoot fan, um, then I'll, I'll I'll go and play it. So it's cool. Plus, I do have Crash. I do actually own and not rent Crash Bandicoot Four. So if it's DLC, I'll just re-download the game and uh, check out whatever the DLC is going to be for, depending on what exactly this is. Uh, the only other thing I can think of is a few months ago there was a little trailer that came out. Uh, was it a trailer or a poster? Something like that. For a cancelled Crash Bandicoot TV series that was going to be on Amazon. Uh, so unless that's being revived or something. Like it's been sold to somebody else. Or maybe maybe Amazon didn't want it. And Sony sold it to maybe to Netflix. Sony's got a bit of a relationship with Netflix. Of course we talked a few weeks ago about the Netflix games. And how that might work and everything. I can see that being a possibility. That like the series got revived for Netflix or something. Um, I just hope it isn't something really stupid. So uh, we shall see. Uh, let's move on from that and talk about another cancelled game. Um, are you a fan of the Power Rangers at all? I vaguely-ish remember them. And when I say vaguely-ish remember them, that was... I think that premiered my first year of university... Um, I know that's how they got really, really popular because of the time frame that they came on. It was kind of like hungover watching, for lack of a better term. Okay. okay. Yeah, it came on like in a, a Saturday or a Sunday, like 10 a.m. ish. So people just staggering up from having partying last night. You know, they're sitting on the couch with a bottle of sports drink to try to recover, get going for the next day. And it got really popular in there. So I do remember it launching. I don't really follow it actively. Mm. Um, just because addicted to merchandising, and so they just basically reboot the show every single season, um, mm. and then it just gets too hard to follow after that. Yeah, didn't they do? They rebooted the film franchise, 
a couple of years ago and then i remember they announced again that they were going to reboot it again after that because they had sequels planned that were like put in the bin i guess and yeah. then they were going to reboot it again which hasn't like, i happened. did see that movie it's free on one of my streaming services okay it's way better than it has any right to be <laughs> Um, and they did pull in some serious star power. They got Elizabeth Banks to be Rita Repulsa. Oh. And then they got your guy, Heisenberg, to be uh, uh, Zordon. Oh, cool. Cool. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, in terms of video games, it says here, this is from IGN, a AAA uh, open world co-op Power Rangers game with the combat reminiscent of the Batman Arkham series was in development at Saban. I don't think I've heard of them before. But Saban it... is the uh, producer that owns the rights to the Power Rangers franchise. Okay, okay. Uh, but it says it never never made it past the concept art stage, which they did tweet a picture of some of the concept art. Um, yeah, for me, I've just never really followed the Power Rangers. I've seen, like, you know, bits and pieces of clips of them and, like, on YouTube and, and that kind of stuff. Um, they're a franchise I could kind of get into, but... If I was to like go and invest in that franchise now, I don't even know like where I would start or what I, what I would watch or um I mean like if I was to watch the new reboot that the one that did happen like it's not got a sequel um but I don't know it's it's one of them franchises a, a bit like TMNT uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that sort of got lots of versions of itself and everyone no one really can quite agree on which is the best one or which one you should kind of follow. I mean, a lot of people say that the, the 90s TMNT film is uh, is like the best one, which I have seen and I, I did quite like it. But, like, there's different versions of those cartoons on, like, Nickelodeon. I did watch one of the TMNT uh, cartoons on Nickelodeon, but it got a little bit silly after at some, at some point. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, I'm an adult and I can't watch, like, a cartoon child's like cartoon series it got really like weird with what it was doing and, and stuff like that so i kind of dropped off but it was pretty good for a couple of seasons uh, there um, is two things that i can recommend to you um first off if you do want to see a season um that i would go with uh power rangers rpm just because it has i zombie star rose mciver as a main power ranger oh so you would at least cool. have an actor that you could relate to and follow right, um, right barring that there is a uh, show on netflix called the toys that made us and it's all about like iconic toys from certain areas and they go deep 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 dive into the history and power rangers is one of the toys that they cover in season three okay cool uh yeah i didn't know that she was in anything i think i i vaguely just remember mentioning that when we did our first season wrap up of iZombie. Yeah. But that was like ages ago. Yeah, at least a couple of years ago. So um but yeah, I mean it would have I mean I from from the little that I have seen of Power Rangers, the Batman Arkham style of combat would work with that, I think, fairly well. Would you what do you think? Or would Yeah, I mean if they could get that to work, especially in a co op setting, I think that could have been a pretty decent game. Mm. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of franchises you could use for that sort of combat style. I remember when people were debating about what Rocksteady was doing next, and they said about making a TMNT uh, game where you play as like the four, like switch between the four of them or something, and you have the Batman Arkham style. That would have worked really well with the Ninja Turtles. 
because uh, they're doing Suicide Squad, isn't it? That they're, mm-hmm. they're doing next uh, a game for that, which again could work pretty well with those characters. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good combat um, setup and everything. So, but uh, yeah, apparently this game didn't make it past the uh, concept art stage. I don't know if that means it's cancelled, dead and done. Uh, maybe they just put a pause on it. And I, I did see a lot of people in the comments being like, hey, that would have been like a kind of a cool idea. So you never know. You never know. I mean, we never thought we were going to get the Snyder Cut and look at where we are now. So you just, you, you never know about certain things. Uh, still, speaking of DC and stuff, uh, don't have a massive amount to say about this. There was, uh, I think, like a, a five-minute clip on YouTube that I saw of this a few weeks ago. I meant to keep putting it in the notes, but I kept not doing that. Uh, there was uh, some gameplay released. You can find this yourself on YouTube. It's available to, on there to watch. Of a cancelled Superman game with a kind of like cartoony aesthetic, like art style to it. Looked kind of good. It was just this bit where... Uh, what's the... Uh, what was the... What was that the, the villain's name from Batman? Uh, Abom- not Abomination. Um, yeah. Abomination. Abomination, was it? No, no, um... Doomsday. Doomsday, yeah, it's got... I think it's got Doomsday in in this, uh... Gameplay thing, or somebody that looked like Doomsday. The Superman was fighting, you sort of fly around for a bit, and you fight him and stuff. Um, it didn't look anywhere close to sort of, like, finished or whatever. Obviously, it got cancelled, so it never finished development. But it looked pretty good. Uh, it looked like it had a decent idea for maybe a foundation there. Uh, people have been clamouring for a Superman game and, of course, a Superman film, hopefully with the return of Henry Cavill, but that's a different topic. Um, have you seen any of this at all? I watched this a, f- a good few weeks ago. Um, have you seen No, I didn't it? see it, and I don't really have that much interest in it. I mean, the problem, like I said, we, we've talked about this before. The problem with having Superman as a video game character is that he's so overpowered to start with, you either have to find somebody more powerful than him to fight, or you have to depower him, and that kind of takes away the whole fun of being Superman. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the the only way I can maybe think to get around that is if you slightly sort of make him a little bit slow, maybe. Um, like if it takes, like if you think, okay, I'm going to charge through this building, break through it, and like punch somebody. If it like. I don't know, like, if you slow him down ever so slightly, not to where it's, like, really a big problem, but, I don't know, that's that's one kind of, I it, it is a, a difficult one to, to go to, um, because, like, you can't really, you can't shoot Superman, you can't, like, really blow him up, uh, and you wouldn't want a game, really, where you've got five goon-type characters around you, and they've all got, like, kryptonite swords and stuff, and they're all just sort of smacking you about. Um, that wouldn't be particularly fun. Um, I don't know, but it, the, the the fundamental idea of having a game where you could fly around as Superman and do stuff in an open world is a very cool idea. It's just like you said, how you sort of make it a bit more difficult. So, uh, so that's that with Superman. Uh, that's all the stuff I've got to talk about this week. What do you have? Well, there was a uh, stream event for Xbox today. Um, I didn't know about it until earlier this morning when I was um, getting ready to go to work and I was scrolling through YouTube uh, for something to have on the background while I made breakfast and whatnot. And it said, live event, ID at Xbox stream. I'm like, okay, you have my interest. So this is a uh, very much um, an indie, so there was no uh, um, 
you know, big title games out there. So there wasn't right. any Halo. kind of no halos, yeah. no uh, anything like that. Um, but there was a lot of games that caught my eye. Um, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it was a good hour and a half stream. So I'm just going to ca- catch the, you know, the couple three that caught my eye. Uh, first off was something that was shown off previously at a past E3 called The Wandering Village, which is a game where you build on the back of a giant wandering creature, um, which is trying to escape a land that is being contaminated by mysterious toxic spores. So it's kind of your basic land management resource gathering kind of game, but you're doing it on the back of a giant turtle, basically. Huh. Uh, no set release date for that. Can you get off the toe? I they didn't show enough. They just showed a basic trailer. Huh. It'd be a bit strange if you couldn't, like if you were tied to it or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I didn't know about this idea Xbox stuff. You we, when we because what we do before we start recording is we tell each other what news and stuff that we got just so that we actually know what we're going to be talking about. And uh, I said I just completely missed this um, idea Xbox thing. Um, sounds like a decent idea. My, my problem with like resource management games and stuff things like minecraft or like no man's sky not that i'm comparing no man's sky to minecraft but they're that sort of like you know resource gathering kind of game and stuff is i want an end game like i want uh like a a story to follow or if there's like mission like specific missions to do that give me a particular goal um, I was reading up the other because I took a little bit of interest in like okay, No Man's Sky had sort of like a comeback thing, and obviously because I was playing Cyberpunk, so I was kind of thinking about that. And I thought, okay, maybe I should check out No Man's Sky. Plus, I heard there was like a VR update, which sounds kind of cool. I've got a VR headset, so that's available to me. And I was looking up on some like forums and stuff about okay, does this game actually have a campaign? And somebody kind of said like. It sort of does, but if you're playing No Man's Sky for a campaign, then you're going to be like a bit disappointed. So I kind of backed off of that idea slightly. Um, but that's just like, I'm sure most of these games are very good. I know David really enjoys those sorts of games as well. But I, I don't want sort of just an endless, okay, I built this thing and I can use it for whatever. And then I built this thing and then I explored this thing and that's kind of about it. I could see why people like those games. I just want that's tied into okay this is what you build to kind of thing um what 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 are your kind of thoughts on on that kind of stuff yeah i mean it's it's too early to tell just because all they did was show a trailer of it we didn't get any real gameplay mechanics in it Mm -hmm. um but it it has an interesting art style and i'm at least going to try to keep it on my radar okay what's it called again sorry it is called um Da, 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 the page moved the wandering village hmm. okay okay yeah we'll keep our eyes on it did it say you need like no date or no no release date? date yet nothing nothing yet okay uh all right what else was was there the second one that really caught my eye was uh rpg time the legend of right uh so go back into your brain to when you were about seven or eight years old and just remember that kid from school that drew on an insanely good level like, nobody that age should be drawing that good. And then just imagine their drawings coming to life, Paper Mario style. That's what this game looks like. It's an RPG, uh, mixed, mixed uh, variety mechanics. Um, it, it literally looks just like a seven-year-old's doodle book came to life in a video game form. 
the the gameplay trailer looks really cool. It's definitely got my eye. It's something that's visually going to be completely different than anything else you've ever played. Um, but those are the two easiest ways to describe the visuals. Hmm. Hmm. As soon as you mentioned drawing, I started thinking of uh, Concrete Genie, the, the PlayStation mm-hmm. game, where you can draw and you can use the motion sensors and stuff. Uh, in, in well, this is very much uh, uh, carbon pencil and uh, notebook. Okay. In the pictures, you can actually see the lines for the for the notebook. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, in uh, in Concrete Genie, you kind of like draw these friends that help you and stuff in order to fight bullies and things like that i never i never got around to finishing it but it was a it was a pretty decent game Uh, i did like it so maybe i'll maybe i'll like this i don't know so um we'll see uh but yeah two to kind of keep our eyes on so far uh what was the other ones uh the one of the other two was if you ever missed the uh, telltale games sam and max save the world uh they are doing a remastered version of it it is on sale right now it's 20 bucks so it's the same price as pretty much any other telltale games um but it is remastered and it is available huh i never got around to playing um those games did you ever play those games uh sam and max no um there's a ton of sam and max games this is just one of the ones that happened to be a telltale game okay okay i'm not that like familiar with the the Mm -hmm. franchise and stuff so um yeah, another one to kind of keep my eye out for. Wonder where Telltale, t- wonder where Telltale have actually gone because they did, they are coming. Sky back. something or other bottom. Yeah, yeah. I want to uh, say Sky Tail, but I, Sk- I know Sky that's Bound. not right. Yeah, Robert Kirkman's yeah. Uh, company, like responsible for Walking Dead and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, they did, they were making uh, Wolf Among Us two, and I think something else. Uh, but then they kind of disappeared for a bit. Maybe they'll make a big comeback, at, like a big announcement comeback thing at some point. Who knows? Maybe so. this is just to test the waters to see if uh, Telltale-style games still have any appeal to anybody. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting, because when they were having their era of like Walking Dead and Batman, and get, they did a lot of big title stuff. Like They did Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, Borderlands. Borderlands that they did, Minecraft that they did as well. Uh, so a lot of really huge, like some of the some of the biggest IP in the world, apart from like maybe Star Wars that they didn't do. Um, the the main complaint I kept hearing over those couple of years was like their engine was getting really bad and people couldn't oh, like, yeah. play their the games properly. Oh yeah, their engine was terrible. Um, they did actually do a small update to it for that. I, I remember when they debuted the Michonne Walking Dead game, uh, and it was slightly better. I never had ma- like massive 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 sort of issues with it but hey if it comes back even better and now we're on a new gen of console so that could help out as well so we shall see uh what else was there uh the last one never got like a full reveal trailer it was just in their coming soon compilation it's called wingman and it's a uh fighter pilot um you know shoot everything with missiles kind of a game which was really big in the 90s um that's kind of fallen off but you know with the advent of microphone Microsoft's flight sim making a comeback. Mm. Uh, this one might just be, you know, the right game at the right time. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, are you talking a little bit kind of just cause esque or something a bit different to that? Uh, not that silly and over the top. Um, <laughs> more like a Top Gun. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Um, yeah, again, flight games. I suppose apart, I I am looking forward to trying flight similar at a certain point. Not really to even for the flying, just to see different locations and stuff, and to see 
what London looks like and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, never been a massive fan of like flight games and stuff. I mean, the one I've probably enjoyed the most. I, I know some people won't count it as flying, but I'm MVR. I mean, you do fly around in that game, so not quite the same thing as stepping into a plane. Uh, or like the flight missions on like GTA or something like that. Uh, of course, you can't fly anything in uh, Cyberpunk unless you glitch yourself to where you fly through the air. But that's totally different. Um, but no, I've never quite been massively into like flight games and stuff. Uh, I did actually try again um, a bit of uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I think it was a PS Plus game, and I just I just couldn't really quite get into it all i kept thinking was like i'd rather be on the ground with, with a lightsaber uh mm-hmm. so they're, they're just never quite been my thing how about you oh those were the games that i cut my teeth on when i was in my 20s those were the biggest properties uh a uh, flight sim wing commander um those were like big big populars actually wing commander three and four was some of the early attempts at uh full motion video and they had huge stars they had uh Mark Hamill playing the main character and John Rice Davies as one of your uh, uh, squad mates. Okay, cool, nice. Uh, you said that was it for those games for the Indian Xbox. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, what do you also want to talk about today? Well, staying on streaming with Xbox, they've announced they're going to have a digital presence this year at Gamestom 2021. Uh, their stream starts Tuesday, August 24th, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, which is 1 p.m. Eastern, which is 6 p.m. your time. Yep. Uh, so you don't have to get up crazy early to watch it. <laughs> um, this is an advance of uh, um, Jeff Keighley's show. Right. Yeah. Um, they don't announce a whole lot, just the basic, you know, days and whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Who's supposed to be it? games con i don't think playstation's gonna be there uh i haven't seen they might just do their own thing and be during the same time frame um that's in a couple of months in a couple of weeks actually so Mm. if it is soon we'll get an announcement sooner or later yeah uh jeff Keighley did tweet just like hey what games are you most looking forward to seeing at GamesCon?" and i replied and said that the three warner brothers games which i've said before i'm curious to see what those games are like. Uh, what do you? What uh, game are you most looking forward to kind of seeing? I would love for some kind of update on State of Decay 3. Yeah. I just don't think I'm going to get that. Um, outside of that, surprise me with a new IP. Mm. Yeah. I'm just... Because I could kind of guess a little bit as to what the Batman game will be like. I can guess a little bit to what Suicide Squad game will be like. But that... Ha- like, we haven't apart from like the lego games which are just a different thing the only harry potter games we've kind of had is the ones that were the film license games which i have watched some gameplay of and they do look okay for what they what they would be um but i just think that game's like it's disconnecting itself from like harry potter directly it's going to be still set in hogwarts because it's called hogwarts legacy um but like it's set way before all that stuff so there won't be any need to tie to any of those characters uh, like can like you could probably do some winks and nods to maybe certain things here and there. Obviously, like Voldemort's a, a big presence in that world. Um, but just like on an RPG level, like what are you going to be? Cap- what spells are you going to be capable of kind of making and like exploring Hogwarts? What's that going to be like? 
are you going to be able to do any um what's it called quidditch their, their little sports game that they had like you're going to be able to do that um like yeah that all that kind of stuff i just think there's so many possibilities um so we'll see but th- those are those are kind of the next games i'm really looking forward to seeing from uh the, the my only other anticipated game was ratchet and clank but that's already actually come out so uh, i just need to get a uh, expensive ps5 for that. <laughs> so uh oh speaking of ps5 by the way i just wanted to throw this in here uh when i went into town last week to see suicide squad uh, i walked past two games shops and i thought oh i'll take a quick peek peek into the window see how much they're selling ps5s for how much uh how many was of course it's in pounds how much do you think they were selling ps5s for 650 yeah it was 650 yeah uh one was yeah one was 657 or something and one was like 670 or something i want to say and i immediately just sort of went <laughs> like that and just walked away from the window uh they were right in the shop window so i didn't need to like walk in or anything uh i was just like wow yeah that's that's expensive uh, and then they had like, because it was set up on this shelf to where there was a few games like stood on the top of the console and they were like 40, 50 pounds each. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty expensive. So, yeah, so uh, yeah, I could have gotten a PS5, but there was no way I was spending that much money on one. So I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, but that's for that part. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to seeing from, from GamesCon? Any other games in development? Uh, nothing that's in development, no. Oh, okay. Because I don't know um, what state they're going to be in. It's not like anything that is going to be released in the next couple, three months. We don't already know everything we're going to know about it. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing Activision will possibly be there. And I'm hoping they do show off whatever this Crash Bandicoot thing is. So that's my only kind of other little hope. So, uh, What else do you want to talk about? Well, staying with Gamescom, the one thing that uh, they did announce is going to be the hosts um, for a future games show, which is over at Games Radar. Uh, they have Aaron LaPlante and Maggie Robertson, who are the voice and model actors behind the Duke and Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. Um, so they're going to be co- they're going to be hosting the show August twenty sixth at uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. British time. And that's going to be on Game Radar's Twitch channel, as well as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Games Radar Plus. Um, not much to say about that, other than the fact that I'm a huge fan of my- Maggie Robertson, because um, IGN had her read uh, fan comments, and she got very, very emotive. So you can tell she's just having crazy amounts of fun <laughs> with her character being so iconic, even though... It's not in as involved in the game as you would think it would be. Right, right. That's the the big woman, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's the eight foot tall vampire lady. Yeah, yeah, the one that people were very attracted to. As yep. Well. Yeah, which, which you know is fun and and fine and all that. Um, but uh, it's just it's kind of funny. So, uh, so what are they showing specifically with this? They're just hosting, um, Game Radar's channel for Gamescom. Okay, okay. Be a bit strange if they didn't play some Resident Evil, given that uh, she's she's there. Honestly, I'd just be happy if she read more uh, uh, user comments because it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of those videos around, uh, like reading, 
like celebrities reading comment sections of things. Yeah. So yeah. And she's super tall too. I think she's like six feet tall. Hmm. Cool. Cool. Um. All right. Well, we'll see what all that's about. What's the date for that again? Twenty. The twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Okay. So that is next Thursday. Um. Mm. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from this coming up Thursday. Christ, it's going to be Christmas in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, this, I know. Where has this year gone? Like, how did when did when did we get to August? I know that was ten days ago, but like, ah, weird. I still weird. say we just lost concept of the of time in twenty twenty because mm. twenty twenty lasted a good seven years. Yeah, yeah, but um, damn. I mean, from just like a little football thing from the end of the season, which was like end of May, basically. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, a couple of months, you know, little little break from football. As much as I love fo- football, when you watch two games a week for several months, you need, like, a little break from it now and again. I was like, oh, the Euros, I'll kind of casually watch them and that sort of stuff. And then, hey, transfers, that will kind of come and go. And they may not start the new season in, like, a few days' time. So time just, time just flies so quickly. So there you go. Uh, all right, what else have you got? Uh, from the desk of Equally, I'll believe it when I see it and when hell freezes over, uh, Twitch announced that it's going to be clarifying its guidelines as to what content is and isn't acceptable. The content of one's actions does not have a reflection on how Twitch handles each situation. Um, and just 10 minutes in the YouTube rabbit hole will tell you that Twitch is exceedingly random and how they handle punishment. I mean, it's there. It's so random. It's literally imagine taking a helicopter up to 5,000 feet, chucking out a dozen footballs, finding out where each one of them land, putting a goal around it, and then claiming you scored 12 goals. <laughs> That's literally. I've I've seen so much stupid stuff that I'm just like, how does this not get banned? And it never gets banned. And that's actually one of the reasons why I don't stream on Twitch is because of that it's so lopsided it's so favoritism i've seen like blatant violations in their terms of service and the people doing that get other people punished for stuff that they were doing Mm. so yeah uh for me with twitch at the moment it's simply just a case of start the stream like to tweet when you're gonna go live and that sort of thing um say what it is i'm playing you know cyberpunk as of recently uh start the stream share it in a few groups uh do an intro say what i'm going to be doing roughly in the episode like if it's a side quest or whatever and then just see who shows up try have fun and then just basically go from there uh, i've not had i've had a few people like jump in and and um share some comments and stuff nothing has been bad like at all with that so i haven't had to ban anybody uh someone like tweet uh, put a message in there like hey like did did you just start playing kind of thing the other day um i think that they maybe thought they were late to the stream or something and i was like no 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 i've just just basically kind of just started um which was funny because i failed the mission anyway and then had to restart from before they joined the stream so i guess they technically caught the start of it anyway um but uh no that's just pretty much it the, at, the, at the moment for me it's not a case of like you know getting anything particularly flashy for the streams it's just boot the game up start streaming um and then just just see who shows up and 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 try to have some fun so um yeah that's that's basically it for me i don't think i've even read like twitch's rules or whatever i just i just boot the stream up and see who shows up so yeah Yeah. 
Um, and that really is more with like popular streamers in terms of like sheer inconsistency. Right, According right. to the article, Twitch announced that, it, that starting today, users will receive notifications that include both the name of the content and the date of the violation when it comes to bans, which is something that they haven't been doing in the past. So that in and of itself is, you know, in, well, I, you know, when I say fall into the category of I'll believe it when I see it, because when you think about it, how long has Twitch been going on? And I've seen so many people that have gotten banned that literally have get no information about that. Mm. Yeah. Did we ever find out why Dr. Disrespect was banned? Nope. I mean, there's been some speculations, but we're, what, a year of, and of a course. half almost yeah. into that? Was it and we still ago? have no idea. Uh, he streams on YouTube. What Was it Was it that long ago? Uh, let me double check, but I, I know it was at least last year. Actually, yeah, it was more than a year ago. I think it was last year, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 da. It was a one-year anniversary on June 26, 2021. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, time does do go too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting with Twitch and with YouTube because you think of, like, competition in media. Like, we've got dozens of streaming services. Like, the t- like TV's very, very crowded. Games, obviously, you got kind of your main three and then PC gaming and, and stuff like that. Uh, in terms of streaming on Twitch, it's mainly Twitch and YouTube because, like, Mixer's dead. Some people stream bits and pieces on Facebook, but I don't think that's anything massively serious. Uh, it's mainly just Twitch and YouTube, really. Where, where, there's where there's stream. a lot of streams outside the U.S., like some South Korean streams, um, but they're very much like one step below cam girl stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's there's, there's space for. Another competitor yeah. is is what I mean. So this is only really. Hey, two I'm not ma- saying that you. Can, that the majority of stuff that I see coming from like Korean streams is very much that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's there's very much space for another competitor in that space. Uh. It's funny, really, because Google's usually the one that launches something and fails it, but they're the one that obviously has YouTube anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Um. But like. Amazon. Uh, I mean, yeah, Amazon and Twitch, don't they? So they're they're already in there. Um, I don't know who else would really. I mean, Mike, you would say Microsoft, but they tried it with Mixer. And they tried uh, like hell. I mean, they, you can't say they didn't put everything they had into it. I mean, they tried. It, they brought. Uh, was it Ninja that they brought? And then like uh, Shroud. they got Ninja and Shroud and a couple other people. Yeah. So they they tried, which was which was cool. Um. All right. What else do you want to talk about? I always try to end on a good note. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, the Russian Olympic sports shooter um, getting a gold, and then people noticed she, and going through her social media timeline, that she was like a massive Witcher fan. She had on multiple necklaces, was wearing uh-huh. a really cool Witcher t-shirt. Well, obviously, the Olympic Games are over, and she finished with two golds and a silver for the 2020-ish Olympics. And so they just decided to greet her in her home of OSK, um, OEMSK, with a uh, full, um, not chorus, not orchestra. What am I trying to say? Brain work. Brain work. Musical uh, thing? What do you... A group of people that sing. A choir. A choir, right. Yeah, a yeah. full choir of uh, people singing Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Obviously, huh. they're singing it in Russian, 
so the song has a little bit more uh, force behind it than one dude strumming on a lute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the video is on YouTube. You can watch it if you want. It's a big crowd's gathered. There's like you know, a couple three hundred people, and they just got this big choir on a pl- on a, a platform, just singing. You know, toss a coin to your Witcher, in uh, not in Witcher garb, but you know they're not standing around in suits. Right. Um, right. It's very medieval-ish looking. So it's something that would have fit in the theme, and they're just sitting on a stage, just singing their hearts out for it. Cool, cool. Um, I, I guess it would sound a bit different to uh, what was his name, D- D- Daska? I can't remember the character's name. The one that's I never like... got around to finishing that. You didn't. Show. Oh. Yeah, the the one that the one that goes along with Geralt in the show. I'm, I'm sure it's called Jaskar. It's been two years since I've seen it, so forgive me. Um, and yes, we do have a podcast on the. Uh, on the show uh and we will we will be back i think it's december 17th for uh for season two so uh we're i'll, I'll have another crazy day with that um yeah but... you should definitely check out the youtube video it's only a minute long but after a few bars into it the crowd starts to get into it and it's you know it's cool when you get a bunch when you can get a bunch of people together and just celebrate something like that which is yeah. super cool yeah yeah it's nice it's positive she won something and uh, we need more of that in this world, especially definitely. Yeah, especially given the, I was having a conversation with my parents today. Uh, I mean, I speak to them like every day and stuff, but um, I sent to my parents about like because they've started bringing up climate change again. I was like, damn, we're dealing with like politics and COVID and racism and climate change and like other stuff as well. Um, it's it's just kind of a crazy time to to be alive. But uh, in in the midst of all that, it's good to have at least things like this as well to uh, to celebrate and stuff. So um, that's very very good, and congratulations to her for for all of that. Um, that's the last thing you've had to talk mm-hmm. about. Cool. All right, let's move on to some feedback and emails and whatnot. If you would like to write into the show, let us know what you think about anything that we've said, or talk about anything that you would like to talk about. In regards to video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, Geralt, I think, um, not like Geralt from the from the show, uh, G- Gerald, I think, you'll have to let us know how that's uh, pronounced properly. Uh, so last week I asked about uh, best designed consoles. How about controllers then? Because we did kind of hint about, hey, we kind of want to talk about that, but we don't know whether to put it in as our own topic or what to do with that. So uh, Gerald um, or Gerald followed up with a question about that. Uh, so let's start off with like best and worst. What do you think are the worst and the best controllers? Worst has to be the uh, Nintendo 64 controller. The the upside down trident, that, that was just terrible. Right, right. Uh, best I know it shows my bias but I gotta go with the the 360 controller once I got past the Duke Um, just Mm. cause I it always had like a solid feel to it I don't dislike you know the straight analog versus the offset analog for the you know the 360 versus the Playstation it's just up until you get to the PS4 controller those things just felt so tiny and flimsy I was always afraid I was gonna sneeze too hard and snap on them and you're talking to somebody that played with an Atari 2600 controller right. and a Nintendo controller and a Nintendo Super Nintendo controller. That mm-hmm. just, those are just, and those, the, the NES wasn't great because of the box shape to it. You tended to get a lot of 
uh, corners poking you in the hands. Uh, but they fixed that with the SNES and they rounded everything off and it was much more comfortable to use. Um, but just when you when you think of the uh, the size being not too big, not too small, the durability of it, the you know ruggedness of the design, and the fact that Ninten- um, that Microsoft gives you a wide range of first-person controllers in terms of color and whatnot, uh, that's just got to be my winner. Mm, yeah. I think worst for me, I know which one you're talking about with the Nintendo controller. Uh, I never, I don't remember, I think I've held one of them before, but I don't think I've used it with like a game, so I can't speak to that too much. Uh, the Joy-Cons, obviously, I've, as I've mentioned a bunch of times, are easily the worst controllers I've I've used. Uh, I don't think the GameCube one is that great. The GameCube controller it feels a little bit chunky, and I like never the, the, used that one. The, the size of the left stick really does kind of not feel right. Um, so that that's I wouldn't consider. I I would still go by Joy Cons with the worst ones, just because they feel so flimsy and cheap and horrible. And uh, to kind of go off of your comment about accidentally breaking controllers, I always feel like I'm going to break them when I when I use them. Uh, and I'm somebody with smaller kind of adult hands and even they're a little bit too small for me still yeah um, i mean I, I don't disagree with you with the flimsiness of it um i can't give them too much you know crap for that just because that console was clearly designed around a sub 10 year old person whereas the nintendo 64 was basically the nes and the snes kids growing up to that point because you gotta mm. remember nes came out in 95 85 i want to say and then the SNES came out in like 89 or 90, something like that. Um, so they had a long enough history of people following the franchises. Yeah, there's probably going to be 20 and 30 somethings playing this. Let's make a god awful controller that's too big for kids to hold and <laughs> can stab you in the gut if you sneeze too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I understand Nintendo's message with the Switch, which is hey, if these Joy Cons are too small for you, buy a pro controller. But then that's basically saying, hey, if this controller is too small for you, please pay us $70 or however much yeah. those are now. And my response to that is no. So there you go. Yeah. But much, well, cheaper cheaper my, my, to buy that dongle to use your PlayStation controller. Much cheaper. Yes, 15 what was it £15 for that I paid for it? And I've had that for like two years. So uh, very, very good. Good stuff with that. Um, so, yeah, best controller... Now, other than the how the triggers work on the PS4 DualShock, I really do like the DualShock. Maybe that's because I use it like all the time, but I I do like that. Uh, the battery life doesn't bother me at all because I'm right near the console and I can just use the plug and play thing. So I just plug in the controller and then just keep playing. So that that's never something that's bothered me. Um, the light bar I don't even really notice. I only sort of obviously look at it when I first go to turn the thing on to make sure that it's working although it the ps4 um beeps pretty quickly once you turn it on so yeah you can just listen for that um but no i think that the button layout of those those are pretty good in terms of where the analog sticks are for the xbox and playstation that's never something that's bothered me like i i switch between using the xbox one and ps4 and again maybe it's because i'm used to it but that's never like bothered me um, plus, don't yeah. remember. Don't forget, I went from like PS One and Two to Three Sixty and Xbox One, back to PS Four. So I kind of went through a cycle of switching between them anyway. Uh, and even back then, it never really bothered me. So yeah, the only real issue I have with the PS Four controllers 
is the fact that the the analog sticks the the surface is uh, concave versus uh, is convexed versus concave. So my t- my thumbs tend to slip off of it a lot. Hmm. Um, but minor thing just because yeah. I don't play with it enough. I mean, if I if I used it more, if I had more games to warrant playing it more, I'd probably be more used to it and it wouldn't even be an issue, but it's it's a minor thing. Mm. Yeah, that's not something that really bothers me particularly. Uh, the Xbox 360 one's very, very good. Uh, the Xbox One controller's quite good, although I don't like the sort of wing bumper things. That's never really quite made sense, the way that works. Uh, again, gotten used to it over time. Um, but... Yeah, I would. I mean, because the annoying thing is, like, if if I'm watching something on my PS4 and I go to lay my controller down on the bed and like it tips against the triggers and makes them move, it will like fast forward or rewind something. That's that's a little bit annoying. But most of the stuff that I tend to like, if I'm streaming something or watching something, I usually do that off my Xbox. So that's not normally an issue. Um, so yeah, that's that's just the case with that. So the, the I think yeah, the best one I've used is maybe the PS4 controller. Uh, and the worst would be Joy Cons, so there you go. But uh, I like talking about all that stuff. That was that was really cool. Uh, Harrison says, "I hope you're both doing well." I think we both are doing well. We said that at the top of the show. What are two upcoming games you think will sink or swim? So I think what you're asking is, pick one game that you think will do one, and the other game that will do the other. Um, one game. So one game that I think will do well. Do one game that will do very well. One game that won't. Um, I have I still have some question marks about Halo Infinite. I know that the beta or whatever has gone out, or the alpha or whatever it is, like the preview thing has happened, and people have come away quite happy with that. But I still got some suspicions around that. Um, I don't know. I think Dying Light Two will be quite good. Uh, and the first one I think is a bit of a sort of not hidden gem, but a bit of an underrated. A uh, game that not many people, not that many people played. Um, so I think Dying Light Two will be a nice surprise uh, in the same way that the first one was. But I'm hoping that more people will notice Dying Light Two. Um, so th- those are two games that I think will do well and do. Um, I don't think Halo Infinite will do like badly. Again, it's going to be on Game Pass. And it's going to sell well and everything. Uh, I just have question marks about it um how about you how about yourself i think that starfield is either going to be one or the other um it's going to get judged very very harshly Mm. after the complete debacle of both fallout 76 and cyberpunk 2077 although it took three years but fallout 76 is actually in a decent place um to where it's playable and if you're a fallout fan I could recommend at least giving it a try, um, especially if you if you have Game Pass and it's free. Um, but yeah, that one could be either or. Mm. Um, it, at a minimum, the multiplayer is going for uh, Halo Infinite is going to be huge because it always is. And if I don't know if you've ever looked at those metrics, but if you look at the Venn diagram between people that play the campaign for Halo games and the people that play the multiplayer for Halo games, that is a very small overlap. That is a shockingly small overlap for those two parts of the game. Mm. Um, Outside of that, hard to tell because 
the games that are coming out soon, we know everything about, and we're probably not going to be surprised too much. And the games we don't know much about aren't going to be around for at least six to ten months. So, mm. yeah. Uh, also, I think um, I don't think Black Ops Cold War is a great game, at least from what I've played of it. And if they are going to do this World War Two game that's been rumored, I don't think that's going to be very good. And I think Call of Duty will only be good next time when they do another Modern Warfare. Because um, I, I mean, from Modern Warfare 1, which is Call of Duty 4, right through to the new Modern Warfare, the 2019 version, uh, I think they're all, they're all Call of Duty's best games. I think Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare weren't very good. I don't think the Black Ops series has really stood above the Modern Warfare series. Uh, and the World War games that they've done have never really been that great apart from apart from the the one that came out after cod 4 i can't remember what it was called exactly but uh that one that was like the only good world war game that they've the world war 2 game that they've made um i just think call of duty works best when it's modern warfare um that's just that's just kind of my my opinion and stuff um and that's probably when i'll jump to the next one which is when they do another modern warfare game which I'm guessing will probably be next year. Um, so I I don't know, but I, I don't think COD this year will be will be all that great. Um, I th- I honestly think that Warzone's been a, just a big distraction uh, for for the devs and everything. Um, I don't think Warzone was a very good idea. I think um, I think Warzone's maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to Call of Duty in terms of content, obviously. Um, I just uh, it just does not fit at all. And and a few weeks ago, uh, it was one of my friend's birthdays, and um, she wanted to play some Warzone. I was like, okay, I'm not going to be like very good at it. I'll I'll do it because it's like your birthday, and I want to you know be um do all that kind of stuff. And it was it was terrible. It it was really terrible. Um, and we did actually leave the game after about ten minutes just because we kept getting killed, and it was just it was just not good. It just does not fit in with what. I think Call of Duty is, um, so yeah, just just the whole like battle royale idea and this like weird stuff that they've got going on in uh, in Warzone. So that's what I think of all that, uh, and that's it for the episode. Pretty much, lots to discuss today, um, and we'll be back next week to talk about other stuff. Uh, again, haven't seen any new Activision Blizzard stuff, so hopefully we won't do a part four. Uh, if uh, provided other things don't come out about that. Uh, that conversation's gotten a little bit quieter, like a little bit. So um, let's uh, let's hope that we don't have to talk about that too much more again. Uh, just in terms of, you know, I don't want to do a part four, five, six, seven, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we'll see. But we've got, game- oh, got Gamescom coming soon, and we'll talk about that when that happens. And talk about Abandoned whenever we get any... Uh, whenever the app works we'll uh see what all that's about uh, in the meantime you can find out find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org that's for your tv video games films and manchester United podcast don't forget manchester United play again on saturday um hopefully picking up the first three points of the season and we'll see what happens with that uh, so check out all of that you can also find us on podcast platforms if you simply search for entertainment talk you can either subscribe to the main feed where you'll get all the episodes or the individual feeds of entirely your choice 
Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can either just listen to more episodes, you can also just tell people that you know, so friends, family, people that you know that would be interested in this content, or even if they're not, just tell them anyway. Uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, you can share them around those places if you're able to, so please tell other people that you know, it really does help us out a lot. Um, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast, review options, check that out as well if you'd like to for all of that. Uh, Geek Town, uh, that's geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio, that's run by David uh, for TV and film news. If you want to check out all of that, up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. There is a new episode out today, uh, go and check that one out in a second. It's got a familiar, a familiar voice that you might have heard today on it as well, so go and check that one out. Uh, this week as well and check it out every week and that kind of stuff uh, that's geektown.co.uk and geektown radio for all of that bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there and for my stuff i'm going to be streaming some more cyberpunk i might stream some cod black uh cod black war call of duty black ops cold war is what i meant to say uh, I might stream some of that. Uh, I'll probably be sticking to some cyberpunk. So if you want to see more of that cool stuff. You can find me on Twitch. UK. And if you've missed any of the streams. That I've archived. Or if you've missed any of those three clips. You can find those all on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.